1. A Time for Choosing Into the early 1960s, Ronald Reagan was widely known as an actor. But that changed in 1964 when Reagan would make a seamless segue from the silver screen into a much different role, that of the great communicator. Departing from his liberal tenets, Reagan entered the political arena in a philosophical comfort zone in the Republican Party. Reagan was later credited with launching the modern conservative movement. Reagan agreed to help Barry Goldwater in the final push of his presidential campaign against Lyndon B. Johnson. Airing on October 27, 1964, A Time for Choosing was a pre-recorded speech that highlighted Reagan's unique gift for rhetoric. In what became known as The Speech, Reagan attacked liberalism but showed his partisan approach. Though Goldwater lost the election, this speech would be remembered as one of the most emotionally charged, galvanizing speeches in our nation's history, one that immediately catapulted Ronald Reagan to the forefront of politics and placed among America's most beloved presidents to date. Nationwide Televised Address for Barry Goldwater Presidential Campaign October 27, 1964 I am going to talk of controversial things. I make no apology for this. It's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms intended for us by the Founding Fathers. James Madison said, We base all our experiments on the capacity of mankind for self-government. This idea that government was beholden to the people, that it had no other source of power, is still the newest, most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government, or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told we must choose between left and right, but I suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There is only an up or down, up to man's age-old dream, the maximum of individual freedom consistent with order, or down to the ant-heap of totalitarianism. Regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would sacrifice freedom for security have embarked on this downward path. Plutarch warned, the real destroyer of the liberties of the people— is he who spreads among them bounties, donations, and benefits. The Founding Fathers knew a government can't control the economy without controlling people, and they knew when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. So we have come to a time for choosing. Public servants say, always with the best of intentions, what greater service we could render if only we had a little more money and a little more power. But the truth is that outside of its legitimate function, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector. Yet any time you and I question the schemes of the do-gooders, we're denounced as being opposed to their humanitarian goals. It seems impossible to legitimately debate their solutions with the assumptions that all of us share the desire to help the less fortunate. They tell us we're always against, never for, anything. We are for a provision that destitution should not follow unemployment by reason of old age. And to that end, 
We have accepted Social Security as a step toward meeting the problem. However, we are against those entrusted with this program when they practice deception regarding its fiscal shortcomings, when they charge that any criticism of the program means that we want to end payments. We are for aiding our allies by sharing our material blessings with nations which share our fundamental beliefs, but we are against doling out money government to government, creating bureaucracy, if not socialism, all over the world. We need true tax reform that will at least make a start toward restoring for our children the American dream that wealth is denied to no one, that each individual has the right to fly as high as his strength and ability will take him. But we cannot have such reform while our tax policy is engineered by people who view the tax as a means of achieving changes in our social structure. Have we the courage and the will to face up to the immorality and discrimination of the progressive tax and demand a return to traditional...